there are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Before we get started with this week's edition of the always pressing PGA DFS podcast, let me let you know that it's brought to you by Draft, Draft.com. Fantasy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why you need to try Draft. No more getting crushed by the pros. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft. Playing a real live NBA, NFL, or for this podcast purpose, PGA Draft right now. Be done drafting in under five minutes and get paid out the day the tournament is done. The PGA version is great. You draft, you enjoy the four days, and you collect your money Sunday night. Drafts are filling every second so you can join them whenever you want. All new players, this is the catch. All new players, when they make their first deposit, get entry into a real money draft by using the promo code SD Sports. You gotta use the promo code SD Sports to get that free entry. That's right. Playing a real money draft for free by using the promo code SD Sports. But it gets even better. For some crazy reason you do not like Draft, they are offering a $100 money-back guarantee. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now. But you have to use the promo code SDSPORTS. Void or prohibited must be 18 or older. See website for details. Offer must be redeemed within 14 days. Now, welcome to this week's edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. And 
welcome back everybody to another episode of the always pressing PGA DFS podcast special edition uh, recording for you tonight as Jesse and I are going to talk some web.com golf as we know as the Safeway Open is kicking off this week 25 new graduates entered the PGA Tour this year so in order to talk about some of these graduates and just general life on the tour and other good web.com conversations Jesse and I are going to be joined by Kevin Price you can find him on Twitter at web tour Kevin Kevin how you doing man Doing great, guys. Thank you for having me on. Much appreciated as the PGA Tour season gets ready to kick off after that very lengthy offseason. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I guess it, I guess if we calculated it out, it was like maybe, maybe 10 days or something. It was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were joking in the office. Monday morning was like, you know, we had 9 a.m. till noon was the offseason. <laughs> and, then, and then onward to Safeway. And then yeah. I'm Q School going. I'm headed to Alabama to cover a site the next couple of days. I, I love the Q school, but you well, know, we have a guy's coming up. We don't have that question on there, but you opened up with it. What, uh, what do you kind of get when you're at the Q school? What do you like about the Q school? Oh, I love the Q school. You, you know, you have the three stages, the pre-qualifying and then the first, second and final stage. And you go to these, you know, small towns, like I'm going to Dothan, Alabama, and it's just a completely different scene. And it's just the guys, there's the cross of guys who have been on the web tour and lose their cards. And, trying to get it back. And then rookies right out of school, like Doc Redman, who played at Clemson and had a great career. And he, you know, these guys get these tour opportunities, but if they don't take advantage, you have to go work your way through all the three stages of Q school. And then guys like Anthony Pellucci, who was a number one ranked junior a few years ago and trying to get back through first stage. And it's just, you see guys at every level and guys who have been junior and amateur champions 15 years ago, still trying. And some of these young guys and, you have to make it through all the stages. You know, it's a meritocracy, merit-based thing. You have to finish the top third of the field or so at three different stages. So I find it fascinating, and I go and just try to find some stories, old-school old reporting at the Q School because it's different than a normal tournament where you're trying to give the updates and the coverage kind of in the moment. Q School, it's more about who gets through as opposed to, like, the play-by-play of each day. Like, I don't even go for all four days. I just go for the last two the third and fourth rounds but i love it it's i tell my boss it's like my favorite two weeks of the year is going to first and second stage because there's no real pressure other than just finding stories which is kind of like you know my roots in this i guess so it's cool nice very interesting uh, let's talk some web.com here what exactly because you already said you're going to the q school you work at the office from time to time what is your actual role with the web.com mm-hmm. so i manage the digital content and i Technical title is senior digital producer. So it's basically overseeing whether it's the video and the website and the stories and the graphics. And I definitely have a lot of support from the PGA Tour side. So I work in PGA Tour Digital, which is in St. Augustine, Florida, out of the World Golf Hall of Fame. So there's like a 25-person digital team or so. And I'm the only web.com tour for focus person. And I hire freelancers to help with the video editing and some writing and some of the graphics and I do some of that stuff myself. I'm basically the quarterback slash kind of coordinator. Just everything kind of comes through me and I set the content plans. And basically it's my job to figure out the story of the web.com tour and the players and figure out the best ways to bring it to life through all the digital mediums that we have these days. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, one thing that I always like find interesting is basically how people get into jobs because like, I consider your job very cool. Um, as somebody who loves golf, um, you know, it's like kind of a dream job to just cover golf all the time. 
Um, like, I don't know if you were, if you went to school to like in journalism or if you played golf in school or how did you get into the, basically that job that you have now? So I basically want, grew up just loving golf and I was never very good, but I was fascinated with like the storylines and kind of the grinders and the journeymen and the whole arc of golf. And I guess not too many kids think of it like that, but I was lucky that I did because going into college, I just randomly kind of had the goal of covering the web.com tour and, you know, going through classes and I went to Syracuse for journalism and marketing had a double major in those. And my professors were always like, you're probably the only person in the world who is thinking they want to cover triple a golf. Cause <laughs> <laughs> similar to the PGA tour, but it's ultimately, if you compare it to baseball, it said triple a. So right. I was going into junior year of college. I started trying to get internships in golf and, couldn't really land one. So I had the idea for my senior project at Syracuse, like my capstone project pretty much for journalism and the honors program. I traveled the five web.com tour events and wrote like a blog and a short book and caddied for a couple players and got that kind of inside the ropes experience. And because of that, I was able to meet some people with the tour. And then the next summer I interned at golf world magazine, worked there for about a year. They folded the print magazine. I lost my job and was able to get some freelance work, writing for the web.com tour for the PGA tour and did that for about a year and a half. And then this position kind of came about to be the content manager as the department grew and the tour invested more in digital. So kind of just the right place at the right time and followed the path for a few different levels, kind of, but ultimately powered by the fact that 10 years ago, I decided I thought it would be cool to cover the web tour because when I was little, I was fascinated by the career arc in golf. So it kind, of, it kind of goes back to that and just tracing that. And here I am. It's crazy. This is my. Yeah, that's awesome, though. That's really cool. Yeah, no, that's pretty. I, I could picture your professor now looking at you going, wait, you want to do what? <laughs> out, of, out of like all the other people in that journalism school, you know, they talk about all the ESPN dreams and all these other things. And yeah. you're telling them web.com. I love it. That's that's outstanding. It's cool um, because it was just a unique, very niche thing and just going out there. And it's awesome to be able to meet the players on their way up and. I almost like know the PGA tour ranges just as well, if not better than some of the PGA tour producers. Cause I know the guys coming up from the web tour and you develop that relationship before the agents are out as much and the managers are out as much and you get that more one-on-one time. It's a super unique thing. And you, you're able to become, I guess, develop more authentic friendships with them because it's before they are on the big tour and have a lot of money. And so their guard is not up as much. So it's, it's a cool, thing to be able to do because i mean there's so much talent on the web.com tour and a bunch of the guys are going to make it and with q school not going right to the pga tour you pretty much have to play the web tour unless you parlay seven sponsor invites into status which is incredibly hard to do only if you manage that so the web tour is pretty much where everyone comes through so it's gonna be like a joaquin neiman type to do that yeah not very many no and neiman didn't even make it through final stage he finished around 100th, so he didn't get guaranteed Web Tour starts. This oh, wow. He's a conditional member, but then he got some PGA Tour starts. It's crazy, the fine line. Like, you know, Jordan Spieth missed at second stage. Brooks Kepka missed at second stage and went to Europe, but there's no guarantee. A lot of good players make miss at Q School. That's pretty crazy. Uh, well, you mentioned you've been doing this for about 10 years now, give or take, around the tour. What is uh, one of your favorite memories of just following the web.com? It just go there. 
<laughs> there's a lot of different ways to I, I think the best memories are so there's kind of two ways there's just the travel and the adventures and getting to know the guys and being in different places and riding the bus and thinking about i remember riding the bus with andrew landry for his first web.com tour around in panama and just you know shooting the crap with him about whatever and then thinking three years later he's winning on the pga tour and you think back to these bus rides and just being in these small cities like lafayette louisiana having a crawfish boil and being in spring springfield missouri and you know just hanging out and but then the i guess the most poignant moments are when you see a guy get their PGA Tour card that's been kind of toiling at it for a long time. Like Chris Thompson, he's 42. He has been a pro for 20 years, never played the PGA Tour. In Portland, he finishes his final round this year, and he's just greeted by the a group of friends and family, and you can just sense the emotion of what it means to get to that level, to get your PGA Tour card. And Rob Oppenheim a few years ago finished, got that 25th card in the Web.com Tour Finals at age 35 to get it for the first time. And even guys getting back like Josh Teeter after three years on the web.com tour, just a very well-liked guy across golf. He finishes high enough at Ellie May Stonebrae this year to secure that card and just the emotion and, you know, tears are coming out and you can just tell how much it means to them. Those are the moments that really stick with you in this job is when the guys make it. And then on the other side too, like this year, Justin Lauer had a, eight footer to get his PGA tour card for the first time in his eighth year as a pro and just slips out and you can sense it. And that stuff kind of lasts with you. And earlier in the year, he's talking in an interview saying like about the fine line of golf and how it's one shot here, one shot there. And thinking back to that six months later, it's almost like he cast his own prediction in a way and just about the fine line of it. And, guys missing and then making it and guys like JT post in two years ago, who Mondays into an event chips in on the last hole to finish top 25 finishes third. The next week goes on to get his tour card from no status. And it's just these blend of stories that it's, it's hard to like pick out one moment, I guess, because it's the story and the themes are the same every year, but the stories change and you're getting to know these guys and like classic offbeat things like Dan Maziota living out of his car drives camps out a couple nights drives from florida to lafayette mondays in has his best finish of his career while pretty much his car is just packed with camping gear and he spends the season like living either out of his car or campgrounds or in people's barns and just crazy stuff that you learn about Mm. guys like ty tryon who was a can't miss phenom like 20 years ago and still trying to monday and you sit down with him and his story about going to china and back here and I don't know. I'm, I definitely start to ramble, but it's just such, like when you, it's hard to think of one memory because everything kind of blends together and there's so many cool stories on the web tour. Can, why it's so fun to cover. I can only imagine because there's like, you know, obviously if you're out there grinding on this tour, the web.com tour, it's completely different than grinding on the PGA tour. Cause you're in small cities. Like you already mentioned, a uh, small city down in Louisiana, Springfield, Missouri. You know, the PGA Tour is not going to these places. They're going to Boston and uh, Chicago or whatever, um, L.A. And, and those types of places. So just maybe if you can explain a little bit of the difference between, you know, life on the PGA Tour versus life on the web.com tour. Like what's the the big differences and maybe just some small things that people would never think of? Yeah, so definitely the big difference is you have, A, the crowds. The, the crowds, you know, you like to think, 
that on the web tour. There are events that definitely support and have good turnouts, but on the PGA tour, the final days, like it's nuts. People are lying in the fairways. You have people in and out. You have that genuine, just electricity in the air. And you can get that on the web tour, but it might be just on one or two holes on one or two days. And you have just in the lifestyle, you have the sponsorships where it's, so it's hard to travel on the web. You're going cross country, you're going international. Whereas on the PGA tour, you still have some of that, but a lot of it, you have your clothing sponsors, you have your hat sponsors, you have your apparel sponsors, you have equipment sponsors. So a lot of your travel is going to be just naturally subsidized by your sponsorships and other fees you might get. Whereas on the web tour, you're paying for the travel, you're not making as much money, you're still having to pay your caddy fees and pay your rental cars and you have to pay for a rental car. Whereas on the PGA tour, you might get a courtesy car. So there's these things. It's cheaper to travel on the PGA tour, but you're making more money. The purses are 10 times as much. And you're just going to have random stuff that just happens to be more picked up for you because you're on the PGA tour. So it just exponentially kind of divides and the web.com tour. If you're not playing well, if you're missing cuts, you're going to lose money. Like just because you're out, on the web.com tour doesn't mean you're necessarily going to make it or have a profitable year. You still need to make cuts and play well because you don't have that built-in sponsorship things. And a lot of it is mirrored the same. And it definitely want, they definitely build up like mirror the web.com tour to the PGA tour with the Monday pro-ams and the Wednesday pro-am and Tuesdays when you do the practice day and you have the split T start on two T's and you have the rules officials there and you have the drug tests and, everything that's like it would be on the PGA tour is the same as it is to prepare you for the next level. So the competition wise and the structure of how you play is the same, but it's all that ancillary stuff of just really trying to, trying to make it and trying to make ends meet. Like there's that financial pressure on you on the web.com tour that won't be there on the PGA tour, because even if you miss, all your cuts, you're still going to have enough sponsored deals in general to be able to pick up and pay for your travel and subsidize and still in general have a profitable year. So I guess that's basically the biggest difference is we always say it's kind of 10, the PGA tour is 10 times the web tour with the purses and the crowds and the sponsors. It's basically like the, the 10, the 10 times rule. Do you know what, like the average just off the top of your head? I know this is kind of putting you on the spot. What's the average, uh, just saying a guy makes a cut and, and finishes last. Do you know what he gets paid? Yeah. It's about 1500 to $2,000. Jesus. And that's travel, you know? Yeah. And you're tired of the pro. And then you, well, you got to pay your caddy, and then obviously you're staying in the hotel that week. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, you, you might be breaking even. Mm-hmm. And you can – sometimes there, there are a lot of host families, and a lot of tournaments are good with that. So players will stay in host houses so where they won't have to pay for the – um rental car or for the hotel and there's houses on the course so people don't have to pay for a rental car so there are definitely ways to keep travel down but just the flight and the caddy will pretty right. much get you at 1500 so you have to make the cut and have a decent weekend to be profitable for sure gotcha wow. but then you know if you do win it is between 100 and 126,000, and then the finals events are 180,000, but that is getting to the finals. So if you win or finish top five, you are definitely going to have a nice week. But when he drops off kind of from there, it's definitely very top heavy. Like to finish in the top 25, you need to scatter in a few big weeks. You can't finish 10th to 20th and 
get your PGA tour card. Cause that's yeah. based on, that's based on money. Correct. It's not like a point system like the FedEx. It's all based on money and money earned yeah. throughout the year. Correct. Money earned throughout the year. Yep. Throughout the regular season, which is 23 events and the top 25 get their PGA tour card. And then there's the finals, which is um that money list is 26 to 75 on the web tour. And then 126 to 200 on the FedEx Cup points, which is the PGA Tour. Yeah. Plus non-members that might get in and medicals. And then the finals 25 is comprised of that list. And then there's 50 that get their tour card. But the, the finals 25 is basically that four-event series, which is more of like a Q school type of thing. Whereas the 25, the first 25 is from the regular season. Nice. Um, and you just mentioned that the kind of getting to that final 25, seeing guys miss eight foot putts and kind of the, the, what goes on there. How it's maybe one of the dumbest questions I've ever said, but really how nerve wracking is it? Like, how does it feel watching these guys? Cause you, you can probably witness it on their faces when they're make, going up to line up these putts and everything. Cause they all know what's going on. They know what's on the line. What's the feeling like when you're sitting there watching this? They more or less know, and sometimes things can change where you think I might need a birdie, I might need a par, but there's that tension in the air. And even the guys who are the most happy-go-lucky guys in general, like when you get to that last hole, when you get to that 72nd hole of the final tournament of the Web.com Tour Championship, and you know, crap, I probably need a birdie to get my PGA Tour card, you just feel the tension in the air. And a lot of fans who are there, they kind of know too, and they get the sense because they're following on their phones, especially these days where with Twitter and everything you have these live kind of can keep track of it live. And the web tour community is kind of all conversing about it as it's going on. So everyone kind of knows and everyone gets quieter and it's a very real emotion. It's like, I mean, I'm a Buffalo bills fan and I like (laughs) we're kind of driving like fourth and eight on the 30 with 30 seconds left. We need to keep a, keep the game alive. It's like, you just know this is it. You have the feeling that this is it or, Syracuse, I'm a the last possession. You're down one. It's it's like that. It's it's that do or die moment. And at the end of the season, going for that 25th card, that there's nothing more real than that in all the golf. That's more than it's probably right up there in the tension with trying to win the biggest PGA Tour events. Like it's definitely the pressure around the bubble is more pressure packed than at the end of a tournament for the winner for who's going to win or who's going to finish second. Cause on the web, you finish first, you finish second. It's a huge step toward getting your PGA tour card either way. Even if you do come in second, obviously you want to win, but it's not as much of a do or die situation at most of the season events. But when you get to the end, whether it's Portland, the final event of the regular season or Atlantic beach, Florida, which is web.com tour championship, that final day around that bubble for the 25th card, that's the most real pressure it's as real as it's going to get really in sports because you know it, it playing the PGA tour changes your life. You're playing for a 10th of the money and you're established at that highest level of golf. Like you can always say that you made it to the highest level of golf to the PGA tour, which is pretty much all these guys dreams growing up is to play on the PGA tour. Like there's the dreams of to win the masters and the U S open and the players and right. win tournaments. But the ultimate, like the base, the root of the dream is playing the PGA tour and yeah. what, and this is to get that. This is to get there. Like making the web.com tour is a huge step in your career and it's big and it legitimizes you as a pro. And then getting to the PGA tour legitimizes you at the highest level. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So Cause one, one thing that like people lose track, lose track of a lot and 
you're talking about like, you know, between the PGA tour and the web.com tour, what 300 guys. Out of status on the PGA tour top 150 keep it one. Yeah. It's 125 have full plus winners and people who have other different categories. And then mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So and out of, you know what, I don't know how many people in the world now, but 7 billion people in the world. I mean, so you're talking about the top of the top here and um, I can only imagine what that pressure is like at, you know, cause I've seen it on obviously the golf channel. They show it quite often, uh, especially coming down those last holes. It's, it's pretty insane. Now, one thing that gets brought up quite often in our little Twitter, Twitter circle is um, a couple of things. One being, uh, I, well, really just two celebrities who are getting some playing time on, and I know it's been kind of controversial on the PG or on the web.com tour. One being obviously Tony Romo, who I think is down in, he's going to be down trying to it, it Q school, so he, played, um, he played first stage of Q school last week in Garland, okay. Texas, and he missed easily. He missed by like okay. shots. But he, so you he, know, wasn't. he was there though on merit. Like he had a high enough handicap to okay. pay his entry fee and he made it through pre-qualifying. So he had every right to be there. That was not like, you. that was not a spot given. But well, that's Curry as well. I mean, what what are your thoughts on Steph? Obviously, um, you cover the tour. Um, you get to go out there. I'm, I'm assuming you're at the LMA Classic when he pe- when he plays in it. Um, yeah. You know, how big? I guess explain how big of a draw he is, and you know, just kind of your thoughts on him being able to play um, in that particular tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing that some people definitely lose sight of and complain about is that he is it is an unrestricted sponsor invite in each event gives one or two spots basically for the sponsor to use and help draw interest to the tournament and help bring attention sure. to their name and the title, you know, just even you here bringing up Ellie May classic, like that's good for Ellie May, the company to have their name spread there. And so it's definitely meant for that. And for, cause as opposed to, you could say the 157th person on the money list, who's the first alternate, you could say they get that spot on merit, but the field is set where you have X amount of players who get in on merit. And then you have these other two sponsor invites that could go to anyone. And a lot of times it'll go to the local club pro. It'll go to a high school kid. Usually it goes to someone who will miss the cut anyways, but it doesn't get the national level because it's not Stephen Curry. It's not a world star. So the spot, it rarely goes to someone who is actually going to make the cut. So in that, but you know, some people will, I guess, complain about anything. So you, you get complaints <laughs> about that. People will complain just to complain. But with Stephen Curry, it's awesome. It brings a draw. It it didn't bring it doesn't bring like an insane amount of fans, but it's definitely, you know, the biggest turnout you'll see on a Thursday and Friday for any group all year. You know, you have a few hundred people walking and it can get probably up to a thousand people walking with the group. And that course is not easy to walk. TPC Stonebrae, there's a lot of hills and it's very spread out. So to get that many people up there, the course is on top of a big hill. So to get that is definitely very cool. And this year we had it on PGA Tour Live, so their whole round was streamed and it drew over a million views across Facebook and Twitter and the platform. So being able to have that reach on the web.com tour, you know, you would never get those kind of numbers with just a normal group of up-and-coming guys who are going to have great careers, but their notoriety isn't there yet. And Stephen Curry he's able to help draw that and help bring the attention to the web.com tour as well as the two guys he's playing with like 
this year, fans watching got to learn about Martin Trainer and Cameron Champ, two guys who are now on the PGA Tour that played with Steph that week. And he does it. He loves being out there. He loves competing. He does not like to take the spotlight. He knows that he's there to help bring the spotlight onto the whole tour, and it's going to direct to him mostly for sure, but he knows that it will still help the tour in general and bring up the rising tide that lifts all boats, if you will. But it's I'm all for it. It's great. It's been awesome the last two years, and I definitely hope he comes back. And if something like that were to happen every week, it would probably be a novelty type of thing that would wear off. But they, it's it's great for the once a year that we do it. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, that's I, I'll totally back that. So go ahead, Bubba. Yeah, living out living out here by the LMA Classic, I could see Steph coming every time. As long as he's a warrior, he'll be out there. Like he loves golf so much. Like you said, he's doing it for the the tour for the event. He's not doing it just to get his name out there. So uh, he doesn't definitely need his name out there. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I see it as an option. So we mentioned Tony Romo. We mentioned Steph Curry. One question real quick on that is we are seeing more and more of these, you know, athletes when they're outside of their main sport that are actually really good at golf. Do you see them ever sticking and making a web.com field and like, like on the whole tour for a year? Mm-hmm. And with Romo, it shows how hard it is. I mean, he made it through pre-call and that first stage he misses by 20 something shots in oh, Jesus. 20 or 21 or so. But to make it through and having to make it through pre-qual and first and second and final stage, when you think of like the fact that Jordan Spieth and Brooks Koepka couldn't make through second stage and how hard it is, you have to be good enough. You you can't fake it through Q school. So for one of them and Romo, he said he'll be back. You know, this was his first full year really committed to golf after retirement. And he's going to try. He's going to keep playing. So it would take a special athlete. I mean, is Curry going to want to do that and put all that time into golf after his career? It's Hard to say. He definitely loves the game and he's definitely committed to being around it. But to commit to the point where you want to go to Q school and then live the life as a traveling pro, which definitely is not easy. You know, it's 20, 25 weeks a year away from your family on the road, being in these different locales, playing pro-ams, practicing. It's a whole life commitment and it doesn't let you have a quote unquote normal life. And obviously not people, not everyone necessarily wants a quote unquote normal life but for an athlete who is committed 10 20 years to playing their main sport at the highest level to go back and play pro golf it's got to be a special type of person and Romo could very well be that person but you have to match up the desire with the talent and to see that it's definitely a one in a million type of odds so I'm not saying it couldn't happen but I would definitely be shocked if a star athlete from another sport were to ever legitimately qualify and play a full web.com tour season. It would be awesome. Yeah. It would be awesome, but I'll be rooting for it, but I, it, it would be crazy. It would, it would be something. It, it would be very, you know, un, unexpected. Um, you mentioned a, a handful of the locations you get to travel to for the tour. He's at 23 stops on the regular season, plus the, the, uh, you know, playoffs at the end. If you had the name just a couple stops, what are your favorite stops to go to? Yeah, so I love actually Boise, Idaho. I've been there a couple times, and it's a cool city. They embrace the tournament, always good crowds. It's been there 29 years. Next year will be the 30th year there. And we do fun stuff, like the Boise State team has us out to that blue turf, and we get to hit trick shots. The players hit trick shots, and we do a video around that. And the downtown's great, good nightlife. So I always enjoyed Boise. 
I, I mentioned Lafayette, Louisiana, best food in the world. I love the food there. I've, I've never had better food across a week then. And they do a great job with the Pro-Am and the vibe, the Cajun vibe. Everyone's so nice. I, I always make sure to have Lafayette on my schedule. That's one that I always pencil in. And then I enjoy Kansas City because the tournament team is great. A lot of the tournament teams are great, but they, they're always really fun. And it's a cool vibe there in Kansas City and some really good barbecue. And um, Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon is awesome. That's a cool vibe. That's the last event of the regular season. So it's always very busy there. So I'm always very stressed living in a perpetual state of stress. I always joke that for you know during the season, which is half the year, I live in perpetual stress. And the other half of the year is more along the lines of like being in high school where you have your job during the day and then which is school. And then you can live a more normal life outside of work. Whereas during the season, it's all just go, go, go working all the time, which is fine because I love it, but it's, it definitely is nice to decompress a bit in the off season. And then I'm being from Buffalo. We have a tournament up near there, like an hour from home. So that's always cool. Cause you know, my family comes and some friends and my old golf coach and stuff like that. So those are a few. And then it's always fun to go down to South America in the Bahamas to start the year. Can't get Bahamas. Yeah, that, sure. that doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. Bahamas, nice. <laughs> I would pencil that one in every every year too, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it's nice for sure. It's, it's not Nassau. It's smaller islands, but they're beautiful. And I mean, those island drinks and the Goombe smashes and the pina coladas. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's that's really really cool stuff, man. Uh, kind of transition a little bit into obviously we just had the web.com finals um 25 graduates um number one uh and probably the most hyped guy coming in um i mean i don't know that many of these guys are really super hyped uh but it's it's hard to be fully hyped off web.com yeah i mean i'm with you unless you're unless you're kind of coming back maybe potentially from having a name or you know, yeah. previously winning on the PGA tour or whatever, and just kind of making the comeback tour or something. Like I think if Smiley Kaufman went to the web and was coming back, it would be, I'd be hyped about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Smiley fan, but yeah. um, no, he's great. Awesome. Sung JM uh, won the, uh, the money list, correct? He won like the regular season. Is that correct? He, yeah, he won. And then he kept it all the way through. Cause basically the 25 money list of the guys from the regular season that carries through the finals. So those guys are ordered based on where they stand on the whole 27 event list. He actually won the season opener in the Bahamas, Exuma, to take the money lead. And he kept it throughout the whole year. First player ever to do that. He did not relinquish the money lead. And he was like 102 under par total for the year. Just crazy stats. You know, led total birdies, led rounds under par. Pretty much every metric he led or within the top five. Just a completely dominant season. And he qualified for the U.S. Open. And he got to the top 100 in the world just playing on the web tour. So he got invited to the PGA championship where he made the cut. So the guy led the web tour money list wire to wire and played two majors. So pretty much as good a season as you can really have at this level before getting your PGA tour card, he pretty much did, which is crazy. All sorts of metrics. And there's a player of the year vote. There's five guys on the ballot box. And I kind of just kind of smile. Cause it's like, how could a player not vote for the guy who led the money list the whole year? Right. Pretty much every performance set. Well, yeah, maybe no, no, we no. should be hyping him up more, Bubba. 
Yeah, I guess we should be. <laughs> There's uh, no reason not to think he would that you would have had him get to the, you know, it's hard to say he'd get to the tour championship because there are so many good players, but I truly believe that the year he had, he would have finished top 30 in the FedEx Cup. He just killed it. Not many players, and it's such a fine line between the tours. And to go just as a 20-year-old and go make the cut at a major, just kind of sight unseen just while playing off the web tour. And he didn't even have a place to live. He lived hotel to hotel this year. He literally moved 20 years old, 20 years old, played Q school last year, played second stage, played final stage from South Korea and just had a couple suitcases and just decided that he's just going to go and just live tournament to tournament, try to get his PGA tour card. And then end of the season, you know, this fall, settle down and get a place to live. He's thinking Atlanta. He's not quite sure yet. Maybe Dallas, but he's just kind of, you know, his parents are traveling with him and they're just, Enjoying America, trying to find oh, wow. some Korean they, food. They, they can trying to find some new food. He enjoyed Chicago a lot. He explored some of Chicago when he was there. But just you know, living that living that travel life, learning America, and and playing some great golf, dominant golf while doing it. Yeah, they make movies about stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's a really um, cool story. If he goes and has a great career, there should be a movie made about <laughs> this year. Just, this yeah, just, just getting there is crazy. Just like you said, he picked up his bags and traveled and hotel to hotel. That's a pretty uh, – that is as minor league as it gets right there. Like they, they made Bull Durham for minor leaguers like that. This is – I don't know, he's 20. He's not a 45-year-old journeyman, so big difference. Um, let's talk number two, Sam Burns. We saw him quite a bit. Uh, you know, he had 15 starts on tour. We saw him with Tiger one weekend. Uh, he made a name for himself when he was around, but he, he did very well on a tour. What do you have on Sam Burns? It's interesting because he had that round where he played with Tiger in the final round of the Honda Classic, and he was very hyped coming out of college, and you figure he might get partly those seven sponsor invites, but it just goes to show how good the PGA Tour and how good everyone is that he just couldn't walk his way onto the PGA Tour. He had to earn it on the web.com tour. And Sam's a very soft-spoken guy. It's interesting. He Out of college, he, lived, he likes to be low-key and just kind of when he's out of – the tournament mode he likes to just get away from the game he lived at the house of buffalo bills the ironic because i'm a bills fan lived at the house of buffalo bills defensive end kyle williams for the fall last year their friends fellow lsu guy and kind of helped take care of the house while kyle was off playing in buffalo and then sam this year he moved to a small town with one stoplight in the middle of louisiana so that's where he lives he has a place in a very small town his coach is near there and he just likes to get away from the game but in terms of his game, I mean, he's definitely got all the talent. He won our Savannah event this spring with birdies on his final three holes and contended a bunch. And obviously, as a young kid, there's still growing pains. He missed some cuts, had some high rounds, but he's got all the talent in the world, and he's not afraid of the limelight. He also contended at the Valspar Championship on the PGA Tour in March. So he was incredibly close. He was a couple birdies away from getting right on the PGA Tour that way. He falls a little short has a couple more chances, doesn't get it done. So he plays the whole summer on the web.com tour. But the thing that impressed me about him is no ego whatsoever was up for any ask, had some fun, did some, you know, crazy requests that we asked, asked of him and was down for just most, like he, he didn't really say no once to anything. So we, and for a guy who has that much talent, who's been in PGA tour events and was a division one player of the year to just really be so just down to earth and, you can tell that he's someone who comes from 
a good family. There's a player, Scott Harrington, who took a leave of absence for his wife battling Hodgkin's lymphoma this year, and Sam pledged $100 per birdie for the second half of the season to that. And his parents did the same thing too. So there's good stuff to come on Sam Burns. I'm excited to see what he will do on the PGA Tour, and he's definitely definitely a name to watch. And it's funny, he's actually not considered a rookie. Because he yeah, I was, kind of, I was kind of wondering that. Because we did a file today, top 10 rookies to watch, and he would have been on there, you know, top two or three with Sungjae if he was eligible. But because right. he played more than seven PGA Tour starts this season, he's not considered a rookie. Well, I think also, too, if you beat Tiger Woods in the final round on a Sunday, you should, probably shouldn't be considered <laughs> a rookie. I mean, yeah, I think he, he asserted himself top 10 at the Honda Classic at PGA National, which is – Tough golf course. Park that course. There's trouble everywhere. Really Real tough. Free on a course with water everywhere. Real yeah. quick, before we get to the next player for you, Jesse, if you can tell us what were your five top rookies. Um. So, I actually didn't do the file. I I'm tricky in like. I, obviously, I'm not. I try to be as unbiased and take opinion stuff out of my stuff because my job is ultimately to promote the players and develop the relationships with them and help convey the stories to the public. So not that I don't like, I do expert picks and I do that. And I've done, I've done these rankings before, but I was happy to divest this top 10 ranking to one of our writers to avoid having that. Not that I will <laughs> ever do it, but sometimes, but his last, but I, I helped him, you know, I gave him yeah. some suggestions. I, I bolded some names on a list that I wanted him to include. Long <laughs> Jay was number one on the list, who I fully backed. Kramer Hickok was number two, which I fully back. And then Cameron Champ, number three, led the tour in driving distance 341 yards this year. Prodigious length. Probably hits it as far as anyone. Brooks Kepka, maybe, if they go pound for pound, hard as you can hit it, could maybe get it further, but it's pretty close. Cameron Davis, was number four, who is um, a young Australian, won the Australian Open last year, won in Nashville this year on the web and got his card through the finals, and no reason not to think that he'll kill it on the PGA Tour. So those were the top four. And then I believe Anders Albertson was number five, if not top five, not top six or seven. Just one of the most consistent all year. He had this insane streak of rounds in the 60s. I think it was around 40 or so, or rounds under par. Just most weeks he was up near the top of the leaderboard. Tons of low final rounds. He joked earlier in the year that his strategy was just to, you know, start off middle of the pack, be around the cut line Thursday, move to around 20th on Friday, just, you know, nice moving day Saturday and just slowly creep up, creep up the leaderboard all week to fly under the radar. And he was joking with me about that in like March. He uncannily managed to kind of do that pattern all throughout the year. It was <laughs> ease his way in the tournaments and then pounce on the weekend you know stay out of the limelight stay out of the don't get too many requests early week and then shoot a final on 62 to finish third and be all good he did, you he did go. a lot this year but he's someone just his consistency and the way he approaches the game in such a sharp mind georgia tech grad and embraces the grind and the practice and the challenge and the strategy side of the game so burn or er, m hickok champ davis albertson that's nice. a list of five that was on our top five. And I, it wasn't quote unquote my list, but I fully embraced and supported the list. And and you, I, you, 
wouldn't have published it. You can find that on your Twitter or where 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 you where are you posting this stuff at? I guess. Yep, mm-hmm. it's on the PGA Tour dot com slash Web Tour gotcha. website and on Web Tour Web dot com Tour Facebook and Twitter. It's up there. We'll get some traffic over there for you. One um one guy who's near and dear to my heart. I'm from Moorhead, Kentucky, um, and Josh Teeter uh, is a Moorhead State University alumni, just like myself. Eagle, um, right? Yeah, yes, that's, that's yeah. exactly correct. Yeah, and actually, one of my really good friends who I played uh, high school golf with is on his bag. Um, Lee, Lee. Uh, mm. yep, and yeah. he's he's normally on on KJ's bag, but KJ Choi is is down for for right now, so he's 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 on Teeter's bag currently. So I'm really excited for Teeter's year. Any thoughts on Josh? I mean, like I brought it up earlier in my memories with Josh's when he got his card at the LMA Classic, he was close and. You know, he's been close the last couple of years and finally being able to pull it out and just the wealth of support and, you know, with his wife, Ashley and his two young sons and being out there. And he's definitely one of the most likable guys on tour. No one really has a bad thing to say about Josh. I remember Josh, he played, see, he was on tour for a few years before he lost his card the first time. And when I was starting at the 2014 web tour finals and getting my feet wet, in this new job and get still kind of nervous about approaching players who had been on tour before. And I just remember going up to Josh and just being completely impressed with his demeanor and his easygoing nature. And he is just such a, like we interviewed him about like fun facts about himself. And he's like, yeah, I like to go to the movies just for the popcorn, just these, you know, <laughs> random clips that he just say. And he's like, yeah, I'm funny. I think in my own way, and he, he's just such a chill guy. And, everything he loves just baseball and basketball and different sports and you always see him at the wiffle ball games and he's out there like he'll come out on a friday afternoon after he's done and just watch golf and just watch watch people finish the afternoon just because he enjoys being around it and he enjoys the camaraderie and in the very real emotion when he got his car to ellie may and seeing how well it did on social media just resonating across the really web tour and, you know, golf clued in golf community of people who know how hard he works and how much it means to him and his game really each year finishing 30th, 40th on the web tour money list. Like he said that he felt like his game was good enough to keep his PGA tour card. If he was out there, which I fully back that sentiment, it's just, you know, a lot of 10th, 15th, 20th place finishes. It would still be good weeks on the PGA tour that weren't quite enough to finish top 25 the last two years, but, this year he got it done, and there's no reason to think Josh can't contend and keep his card and win. Still looking for that first PGA Tour win. I know he was second to Tiger at Torrey Pines a few years back, and for him to win on tour would be very cool, and he's definitely still – he's definitely got the game to do it. There's no reason to think that his best golf isn't ahead of him and a very well-deserved return for Teeter, for sure. Very well set up. That's awesome. A um, couple more questions, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up again. Thanks for your time tonight, Kevin. Um, we weren't going to go over all 25 guys. And you mentioned like Cam Champ's a guy we're all real big on on this, uh, Cam Davis. Uh, it's hard not to like Cam Champ, like you mentioned, and what we've seen from him in the past. You know, out of the guys that are coming up this year that we're going to get to see, some, like you mentioned, we've seen before a lot for the first time. Um, are there any other guys we should really keep our eyes on this year that you think might kind of surprise people, like we've seen with some of the recent grads um, in years past? So we have, there's a guy that is probably on no one's radar. His name's Seth Reeves. He's a Georgia Tech alum, and he hits it a long way. He's one of the 
longest drivers up there with anyone. And when he really goes at it, he can get it out there. And he's had this steady progression over the last couple of years from being, you know, fringe web tour player to getting his card and keeping his card last year to this year. He was on that bubble going into the last couple of events of the regular season and really turned it on and then got his card through the finals, just got on a run. You know, being a younger player, he's someone who might go through some going growing pains and miss some cuts, but He's someone that I could see just out of nowhere. You know, it's funny because to us on the web.com tour, it's not out of nowhere. We know all these guys and we know their talent, but once it's a Sunday afternoon and Jim Nance is calling it and mm-hmm. it's this guy no one's ever heard of and it feels like it's out of nowhere. I could see Seth Reeves being one of those guys who kind of blindsides the announcers as just, you know, they'll describe him as this obscure player when in reality he has all the talent. I could see him picking off a win at some point in this young season. And the other guy was actually the guy who got the 25th card in the finals. Jim Knaus went to the Colorado school of mines. First player to ever have his full PGA tour card from there. Um, and he's going to get, he has a st- had a steady progression through the regular season was 74th on the money list entering Portland finished top five, I believe to get in the finals and, at a strong, very consistent finals to get his card. And what I try to look for is even for the guys who are in their late twenties, you might think about if it's taken them so long to get to the tour, like, is it a fluke or are they there to stay? And I like to look at a constant progression and he's someone who was on the mini tours for a couple of years, got conditional status on the web, had a year where he lost his card, came back and this year, got his card, kept his card then made it, through the finals. So he's someone that I just kind of, my instincts tell me are on this, he's on the steady upward track, getting better, very good driver of the golf ball. His short game kind of probably could use some work, but based on just the stats and what you see out there, obviously I'm not, I don't see these guys day in, day out, shot in, shot out. So I can't um, give too quantifiable stuff. It's more anecdotally, but he, Knauss is someone who I could see, Fine-tuning his short game, getting dialed in around the greens and saving those pars when he needs to instead of making bogeys. He makes a ton of birdies, shoots a lot of good scores, and Jim Knauss is someone who I could see being talked about for years to come. And Actually, this is, could be a hot take, but someone who will have multiple tour wins and have you know a five or so win PGA Tour career, someone that no one really knows about now, and he's been a pro for eight years. But you look at a guy like Patton Kazire a few years ago who was – on mini tours for a few years, gets his card and goes on. And he's a two-time winner this year and made the tour championship. And every, everyone works at those own pace, their own pace. And a lot of those younger guys like the Cam Champ and the Cam Davis and the Sung Jay and the Kramer, they're going to get the buzz and for good reason. But that doesn't mean that some of these kind of late 20s guys just getting their card for the first time can't kill it. And Knaus is someone that I am going to put my, you know, eggs in that basket he's my dark horse to have a good career i like it i like it well kevin we really really appreciate your time tonight um you know you're going to be following the tour again this year as we expect and uh, all the great work over there at pgatour.com i believe you said backslash web.com backslash webcom yep webcom, uh, webcom and then go, web tour goes to the web tour there we go 
Um, and check him out on Twitter at WebTorKevin. Kevin, I could literally sit and listen to the stories you have on these guys for a long, long time. Like it was just fast. It was fascinating awesome. to me just hearing all these kind of the good grind, the uh, achievement for some of these guys. It's how it's not luxurious, but uh, there's a lot, lot about it that's that's really fascinating for people like Jesse who's played golf his whole life. I played golf for many years now. We're just sports people. We've competed all our life, and there's a lot to. Um, respect out of the grind that these guys have and the determination to keep going. So uh, we really, really appreciate your time tonight and uh, hopefully we'll get to chat again sometime. Absolutely. Always happy to come on. Thank you guys for having me. Enjoyed it. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for the interest in the web tour and what we do. It's, you know, it means a lot. It's sometimes you do it and you never really know who's following or who's watching and you just do it and getting the positive feedback is always appreciated. So yeah, always happy to help. Come on, Great stuff, man. Everybody needs to go out and follow at Web Tour Kevin uh, is his handle. He's the one who's going to be bringing out the digital content as far as up and coming guys who potentially could be on the PGA Tour. So um, definitely go and give him a follow. Also, all the other web.com. Any any other good follows that you can think of for Twitter? Mm-hmm. Around the Web Tour, you have Alex Wood, who's one of our communications officials. Web Tour Alex, she, she's good. She gives a lot of the similar stats and tidbits along the way and the um, media official there's actually um we actually we had web tour royce but he transitioned to recently to the pga tour digital side and so there's a new guy preston smith but i don't think he's he needs to kind of earn his <laughs> his twitter i don't think his twitter yet so i won't give him the endorsement yeah i, I, don't, think, I don't think he's made it web tour <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get there when there's that there's it's definitely a small niche community of of web for follows for sure yeah, good stuff we, you know, for, for us who love golf you know it doesn't matter if it's web.com tour or if it's you know just going out and playing our local golf course it's it's fun to watch and play golf so appreciate like you coming I'll, on my I'll, I'll go watch the, i'll go watch club pro guy in, in the uh, mexican tour so it's all cool yeah. for me. <laughs> go watch the mexican mini tour yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. you know 12 man 12 team scramble exactly right. exactly All right, Kevin, again, thank you very much. Uh, Everybody, this was the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast Special Edition talking about the web.com and the top 25 graduates for this season with WebTour Kevin, Kevin Price. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys later. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.